so I reiterate here, the bill is dead. The story of this great city is about the years before this night. We are free! Hey everybody, it's a new episode of Ho Hong Kong. New week, new guest. <laughs> of course. And uh, not new host. Uh, I am your old host, Mohamed Begdi, and I'm sitting here with my buddy. Hey, it's me, Vivek Mabubani, there the slow-paced man of the day. <laughs> yeah, you, I, yes. I, I have to admit, like, I do I, that little gap where I had where you had my yeah. co-host, and I'm like, oh, well, it's me, yeah. Well, no, because you usually, like, I actually give you a bunch of titles before. Oh, like, yeah, it's yeah, usually, like, my, my, family, that, my, yeah, 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 my exactly. dear friend, my best friend, my family <laughs> member, and all of that. And today, because you're low energy, I don't yeah, think yeah. you deserve more than yeah, the exactly. other guy. Yeah, the other guy. Clearly, because like, God forbid I do something bad and you're like, yeah, it's just the other guy. Yeah. And we're not really related. <laughs> I don't really admire. Exactly. Yeah. So the two of us are over here. And if you hear a little extra hissing sound in the background, it's because we have a third mic. Oh, that's yeah. On, that's getting happening. Yeah. But the was, third mic with a very heavy uh, English accent that yeah. you get to in a second. So uh, this will really, this will be the true test of your English uh, level in this podcast episode. Yeah, we've got my standard English, the mm-hmm. most crappy English, <laughs> <laughs> and the guest uh, exotic English. Yeah, well, it's not even exotic. It just sounds like the queen. It the sounds queen. so ah, official. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, all we can do right? later on, we got a guest to say a few statements. That oh yeah, yeah, know. true. I mean, he does work in like a journalist, which makes sense. Oh, there you go. Actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we have that, and I yeah. think that brings us to another point that uh, Tim. Ch- Chan, if you remember Tim Chan, the Chinese comedian. Yeah, speaking of crappy English, yeah, Tim exactly. Chan. <laughs> yeah. So he had this whole bit where when he was in Edinburgh, mm. uh, he was told that his accent is too strong. Right. And he take, took it as such a big compliment. He's like, whoa, it's not that my English is bad. <laughs> right. It's just my the accent is too strong. <laughs> so I've never had poor English that you guys suck. You can't understand my accent. I just saw that he did some shows in New York and I would love to hear his like, yeah, yeah, just like how people received his. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I don't know even if they would understand them. No, it's Cantonese. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so, you're doing a Cantonese right. show. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it's all American people who don't speak Cantonese? I guess, Because that yeah. would be great. There's a lot of those, you know, <laughs> where they're like, well, we're Chinese. Yeah. Or, or the ones who are in denial who've always said they speak Cantonese, but they don't. Their friends are like, hey, come on over, man. Right, you know, right. This is a show for yeah, you. Yeah, the like, ones no, who no. pretended to speak Cantonese yeah. and they're sitting there like, huh. You can imagine like the boss at the company is like, hey, the, the the Hong Kong department, all you guys who said, you know, you, you're Cantonese because this guy's coming in. We're going to buy you all tickets. Yeah. They're like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know? And then they go for the show. They're fake laughing the whole time. Like, that yeah. sounds funny. Yeah. That's crazy, though, that there is like a lot of Cantonese speakers to the point that he can put on yeah, multiple yeah. shows. I mean, that's what we found out now. The bigger cities you always got the Cantonese speakers. I mean, Melbourne is huge. On, huge, on, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, you have you I've sold, done, what, yeah. 500 tickets or 700 something. something yeah, 700, yeah. that's yeah, yeah, yeah. already that, like... That's crazy. Because that's obviously not all the Cantonese speakers. Uh, no, that's yeah, like yeah. probably 1% of yeah, them exactly. or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, correct. So hence why I'm just like, okay, this is insane. And imagine Sydney then. It's like another market. So Tim Chan, actually, uh, all power to him. He went to Melbourne, Sydney, and did shows there for Cantonese shows. Yeah. Gone to New York. He's going to be doing Kuala Lumpur. He did London and Manchester as well. That's all in Cantonese. All in Cantonese. Wow. Exactly, yeah. That is wild. Exactly. He's just trying to tell people like there's money to be made. I mean, is can one of you guys just become like the biggest Cantonese like act in the world? Because that seems like there is like six of you anyway. Yeah. I think it's a matter of power rangering it. Just like right. coming together and just doing like this uh, big... Yeah, I mean, you, Tim, Jordan, yeah. already can get a oh, very finish. strong hold on the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a matter of time. Let's see 2024. You should, guys should... I mean, I'll produce it for you. You should work together. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just call it like, TBJ 2024. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that. yeah. yeah, just like because, yeah, 
I guess most of the big big cities yeah. would have. They will have for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like they the Western it. cities. Any like, city that you would have it. probably like Berlin, Paris, or something like that. I'm like, sure they have a Chinatown somewhere. Yeah. So they, once you have a Chinatown, you've established enough that they have land. Yeah. Then yeah, they have people there. Yeah, you, Tim, and Jordan already like just social media following would yeah. probably be like more than two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, 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 Probably yeah. combined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Across all platforms. Yeah. It'll That's, happen. Yeah? Let's see. Okay. Yeah, you guys should do it. Yeah. It, it, um, is, it is said on today's episode that it will be done. Yeah. All uh, right. Uh, we will get to our guest who is an old friend of mine. So uh, Adam and I, we met in Shanghai uh, when he started doing stand-up. I was doing stand-up already in Shanghai, 2013. Adam started at whichever year, he will tell us. And then after that, he left a couple of months before we left Shanghai in 2019 and moved to Taiwan. And now he's back in his home country in the UK. And he was just doing some shows with us here in Hong Kong. Coming through, did uh, Hong Kong as fuck. And we did, uh, he did an opening uh, set for Sam C. All went great. Uh, Adam, uh, good to have you on the podcast, man. Thanks for... <clears throat> Great start. I just sat here. What you guys don't know is they talked for an hour and I just had to listen. Yeah. It's all heavily edited. Yeah. But no, thanks for having me. Also, this is the first time anyone said I speak the Queen's English. Yeah. I'm more of a Game of Thrones English. Oh, right. Like, yeah. I'm more of a Sean Bean... Yeah, like, that, okay, like yeah. You, you know nothing, Jon Snow. Like <laughs> your, your grace. Yeah, okay. So it's different, like different... What kind of accent do you have? Like in, in England, what is this considered? I have a Yorkshire accent. Yorkshire, okay. Or Yorkshire, as York- people might pronounce. Yeah, Yorkshire, yeah, yeah. Okay, and what is the Queen's English? Ah, uh, she's dead, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So her, her English sounds like this. Exactly. The Queen died on my birthday. Oh, lovely. (laughs) So there's like more reasons to celebrate. She just stole my thunder, basically. (laughs) I mean, it was my... That bitch. (laughs) It was was like my 31st birthday. It doesn't mean anything. Right, right. But um, I was actually doing... I'd, I was doing stand-up that night. Mm. And halfway through the show, um, so the um, the show was in the attic of a bar mm. and halfway through the bar manager came up and just went hey could you guys not maybe make queen jokes and everyone was like oh it's too late i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> wait did you guys already know that uh, she died or yeah so she um she died like earlier in the day right okay so you guys didn't know th- during the show you knew before oh yeah yeah but also like she died but then they didn't announce it until like early evening when everyone was just like finishing work because yeah. they assumed some people would take it really badly it's probably the stock market they were probably like you know <laughs> oh, yeah, like, we don't want that. the market to tank yeah yeah. yeah and then, those. but there was a huge clue giveaway because if you watch the BBC news you can see the newsroom behind the reporter mm. and everyone had just changed into like black ties oh, oh wow. that's funny yeah yeah but then so what is her like uh, the royal accent where is that from usually Oh, the German, technically. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah. I guess it's just, it's like your generic Harry Potter accent. Yeah. But like, I've never, you meet very few people who actually talk like the royal family. Yeah. Yeah, So, but you are 30 something year old. Yeah. You have obviously always had the queen. What Mm. is it like? What is it like for you to have a king now? Uh, Not my king. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird because like. 
I mean, I, I, I don't really see much representation. Nobody ever really mentions or talks about it, like from an international point of view. Yeah. Mm. The King Charles or whatever. Everyone's like, yeah, who? Uh, the, that, yeah, the queen like, was way queen more. Was, she yeah. was all over. She, yeah. her, her marketing campaigns were great. She was on stamps and stuff. Yeah. This guy, I'm like, I don't Yeah, what nothing. is he up to? Um, yeah. He's just trying not to die, I think. <laughs> yeah. Like, because he well, waited so long. Mm. Yeah. It'd be insane if he, because, oh, we'd have to do another coronation. It'll be a nightmare. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, no, yeah. he did the coronation. You no, mean but like only a, he'd die and then we do another oh, one. I see, I see. Yeah. So much taxpayer money so, going so into if, a terrible if, parade. If he passes away, then it's Prince William, right? Who becomes yeah. king? No, oh, that, right. isn't that like the guy who like was very like the Epstein's friend? Well, oh, no, that's Prince Andrew. <laughs> that's Prince yeah. Andrew. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, so where is Andrew on the on the? On he's the way too scale? old, right? Andrew's out. I feel like he's not allowed anymore. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> on the grounds of being a creep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's calling it I think he's legally a creep. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is that something like a topic of discussion in the UK? Like people talk about him being like, is oh that yeah, like- every open mic. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Andrew's a punchline. <laughs> right, right, yeah. That's it to me. I, I guess for you, Vivek, as well. Yeah. That could be kind of crazy that you can talk so openly about like one of the highest figures in the state mm. and like just trash him. I yeah. Mean, you wouldn't Imagine do that here. here. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. You'd be, you'd be crazy to do that. <laughs> yeah. Ah, okay, okay. So let me, uh, l- let me understand this. So right now when you're in the UK, okay, when you're over there and the king and everything like that, is there anything you're not allowed to touch upon? I mean, I know a lot of things of him was not funny, so you wouldn't touch upon it by yourself, but like, anything that they're not letting you touch upon. Not I mean, he talks really. a lot of stuff he wasn't allowed to. But, yeah, you know. Exactly. <laughs> um, not really. Like, it's kind of, um, it's free reign. There's a reasonable amount of, like, freedom of speech. Yeah, and yeah, if, yeah. And in, in terms of, like, satire laws and stuff, if it's topical, you can just go off. Ah, yeah. uh, okay, okay. Wow, so anything is protected, at least uh, from, like, a satire point of view. You can just make fun of stuff. Yeah, basically. Uh, as far as my, like, the media law module of a degree I did 10 years ago right. if, <laughs> I, if it hasn't changed yeah the, but yeah. you work as a journalist now a sports journalist yeah mostly right? just sport yeah so what kind of sport um cricket and football you do regular football like our football not soccer. like the, soccer soccer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you guys call it football. we call it football like, yeah, 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 yeah okay yeah, yeah, yeah. because like I realized I was just in Australia and they have a different footy oh yeah with which the, is so fucking weird because I've, it, the debate has always been soccer versus football yeah. blah 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 and American football and then it's like a new thing for me is like oh no you have a different thing yeah, yeah, and they call it footy yeah. but they also have football which is I think also different you lived there for a while. Yeah, so they have the like the Aussie rules, which exactly. is a footy, which is like the AFL, which is right. just the huge dudes in tiny shorts and vests. <laughs> right. They don't make sense. They're like all seven foot tall, but all yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. they're not real humans. It's like the guys <laughs> from Space Jam. <laughs> like, right, right, right. Yeah. And then they have like regular football as well. Oh, uh, so the regular football they call it football. <laughs> Over there, I guess so. I don't know. I think you say soccer. Actually. So let me ask you this: like as right. a sports reporter, like the, the layman that I am, that I don't, I don't watch football nor cricket. Actually, I'm just curious. Like other than reporting the actual final mm. score, what more information do you need to provide to the reader? Oh, so we don't really do. So at the company I work at, we do more like quarterlies and magazines. So it's more features and interviews oh. and you get to know the people more so. And then like actual big stuff. We don't really do the match reports because they aren't that exciting. Yeah. So you yeah. Uh, so you get to interview different sports stars. Uh, yeah. Right. Can you interview Mo Salah? Um, if I can get anywhere near him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, honestly, actually, when I worked in Shanghai, the biggest one we got is in, it wasn't really an interview, but I was at the press conference. I met Tom Brady. What? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's huge. But like I don't care right, about yeah. football. And Actually, I wouldn't care either. <coughs> it was just a cool story, but I wouldn't like, eh. Yeah, so like I walked into this, it was like a event with one of his sports 
clothes suppliers or something and I walked into the room and he's surrounded by Chinese fans and journalists and he just sees a white guy walk in and he like makes eye contact yeah, with he's me. Like, you, me I know, I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I mean you must get a lot of these where you meet certain stars that you're not really a fan of and you're like, I'll just do my job, whatever. Because like I've I've had events where yeah they will get like celebrity to sing songs or whatever. Mm. And it was like, oh my God and running yeah. to the stage and I'm like, I right, just let me introduce this guy and you guys go nuts. I, I have no <laughs> feeling about this at all. It all happened right. quite a bit. I I did um, again. This is another Shanghai one. Um, do you guys follow WWE? Like yeah, the wrestling? Oh, the wrestling? Yeah. Of course. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah okay. Both of us okay. actually. Yeah. Dude, um, yeah. So I had to sit down for like 15 minutes with Seth Rollins. What? Nice. Yeah. A freaking Seth Rollins? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. He was God. the best. He ruled. He was really cool. That's <laughs> so cool. So cool. What was it for Time Out or something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. So do you remember WWE came in 2018? Right. And um, he had loads of different like news outlets got his PR team reached out to anyone who had English yeah, basically yeah. and yeah it was, for, it was for time out and I went into one of the it might have been like the peninsula or one of the big hotels sure. yeah. and just um, this was audio record video record or just text um, just with um, I recorded the chat okay then, okay yeah. but then you so the, the final publication is just text right yeah ah so he didn't have to do the whole like uh, voice throughout the whole interview no oh that's really alright yes. was he like all oiled up and stuff no he was um, he was just bursting out of a t-shirt basically yeah. he's, a, he's, a, he's a big boy yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah. but he was really nice and like he'd been talking about wrestling all day so he was kind of tired of wrestling yeah, yeah. so I talked to him he likes CrossFit so I talked to him about that and then he was like where are you from and I was like Leeds and he really likes pop punk apparently like oh, pop okay. punk music yeah. and he was like the Wonder Years have a lyric where they talk about Leeds yeah. and like he just played it to me yeah <laughs> yeah but he was like going what one night in Leeds and his PR team was like and I was like allow it it's, it's fine yeah sure <laughs> yeah. yeah we can always edit later on yeah wow that is great so okay so you had Seth Rollins mm. uh, then were you allowed to go watch the matches or just I got free tickets yeah oh man nice. that's so crazy dude it was like, weird though because like is it that you see all the angles right arena it was at the Mercedes-Benz yeah. and like the kind of the Chinese audience weren't really a wrestling audience yeah, yeah. I'm not, I used to watch it like when I was a kid but yeah. like I know how you should act when you're at the wrestling. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got like, we were in the, we're near where we did the walk-ons, which was mm -hmm. super cool. But um, it was really quiet. No one, there was no atmosphere. You could hear them slapping into each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like to the point where like my girlfriend at the time fell asleep. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, that's it was, wild. It was boring. Yeah. yeah. Were, then, they, were they all there just for John Cena or something? Was he there? Yeah, he came out, he won a fight. Little he, Mandarin. Did, he did a speech in Mandarin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in his like, yeah, really yeah. rehearsed patriotic <laughs> yeah, Mandarin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that I've actually uh, hosted the uh, MMA fights in Macau and you have all the typical mainland Chinese tourists over there. Right. And what was cool is over there is that you, it was a smaller room. It wasn't the usual big room. So, you have the first two rows that are all VIPs and there's food and drink and stuff with them. So mm. my image of that night was where you have these bunch of guys on a long table ringside mm. eating chicken legs drinking wine that and is people so like, weird and I was like that's like a you know the old school what's it a Viking or whatever you know like they would right have right like, yeah the, or the, the Roman the Roman yeah, 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 uh, exactly. these guys are eating and watching that beat each other and yeah. I, I, that was happening and like they wouldn't they were it was like this they would like cheer and it was like um, <laughs> That's even worse when it's MMA because it's real fighting. It's real, like yeah. WWE, at least you're watching yeah, yeah. a show. Exactly, yeah. MMA is like people beating the fuck out of exactly. each other. It's a real deal, dude. Yeah. And I was just like, inside going like, God damn, man. Like, this imagine just like a bone cracking at the same time yeah, you're yeah, eating yeah, like yeah, a like, chicken wing. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that would, 
They came to Shanghai as well, actually. I went to the press conference for that, they but did? they didn't give me tickets. Nah. Yeah. Right, I, met, I was in the elevator with Anderson Silva. Oh. Whoa. Yeah, that's right? cool. Dude, he, he filled most of the elevator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's huge. I remember, yeah. okay, so this uh, King of Cal, whatever, I forget the movie's name. Uh, I was told to go to Macau for a filming thing, and I'm going to be the, the ring announcer, right? Yeah. I go there, I show up, and like all of a sudden I see I'm like, Anderson Silva, what the fuck is that? Anderson Silva? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this guy, he doesn't really speak much English. So I remember something that I was like, uh, uh, you're Anderson Silva. He's like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh my God, what the? How? He said, yeah, like J-A. Yeah, That's yeah, how they <laughs> And I'm like, how has nobody mentioned this? Like, how is this like a no, no big deal thing? Right. And the whole day, I'm just sitting there with him. That's um, But he doesn't speak I English. can't speak to yeah. him. And I'm like, I don't know what to say. So you type, like, he speaks Portuguese. Yeah, right? but I'm, yeah, like, yeah. what am I going to do? Yeah, right? it's just yeah. like use Google Translate. Like, <laughs> I am a big fan. Yeah, exactly. It's good <laughs> Please <laughs> don't beat me up. He had to speak at the, the press conference in Shanghai. And he'd learned a little English kind of speech yeah but yeah. did brought this um interpreter and it was a this chinese lady who spoke english chinese and, and portuguese, portuguese. and she was like there to speak portuguese she um she was just really good at her job Mohammed. <laughs> 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 and um i mean probably but um and she came and he just started speaking English and her face was like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> like, she's like, why am I even here? Yeah, she's like, shit, if I don't translate English as well, I'm going to get paid half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They probably made a deal like, what, at each language you get paid this amount. Yeah, exactly. So she's, she's like, like, all right, I'm, I'm going to triple my money yeah. today. But also a lot of these guys just like from the CTE and stuff, they have like, like you speak to them and there's like nothing comes out. Like mm. they have to have like, you hear some of the MMA guys, you're like, oh yeah, you're fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, it's... <laughs> It's a lifestyle choice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even WWE guys as well. Like, you know, like the, I remember listening to The Undertaker on, on Rogan yeah. years ago when he was just kind of... Undertaker did Rogan? Yeah, yeah, he did. It's, it's, a, it's a really cool interview, actually. But he was just talking about how, like, the, when they're doing tours or whatever, they're basically wrestling 300 days out of the year. Because wow. the one that you see, the show that you see is like a weekend show or whatever. They're doing a lot of preview shows before that, but they're also doing private shows. And... Oh, so okay. it's like it's just like the amount of like beating that you get is just insane. So like we do corporates. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah, really. You know, you go to like WWE. Yeah, yeah. That's what he was saying. It's like yeah, people pay money and then like the WWE. Oh, fair enough. They probably bring like two guys. They set up the ring and have a fight for yeah. that. Oh yeah, actually, you're, actually, when you speak of it, I have hosted one of these charity fight nights. Yeah, where it's like a dinner with like two fights in the middle. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, nuts. yeah, yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah, yeah. and this is for just the same for us. Like, remember you and I did like a like a little office conference. Group. Yeah, 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 Like exactly. we did like yeah. a private gig, like a corporate gig, like a couple of months ago. Yeah, it was a literal conference room for the 20 people who work in the office. I think I saw you post an Instagram story. One of you guys posted that. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, wow, comedy, comedy <laughs> rules. <laughs> <laughs> That's the equivalent of the Undertaker going yeah, exactly. like, all right, all right, all right, walk on the rope. All right, yeah, okay. yeah let's do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think that uh, with, with, okay, so you've seen WWE, you've done the football, you've done all that stuff. Have you met, a, do you have any particular sports stars that you don't like that you had to deal with? Not really, to be fair. I've met some, like, so in the kind of the cricket sphere, some guys I thought I'd watch on TV as a kid and then they were just really boring and kind of unpleasant. Right. Oh, but at the yeah. same time, it's like, they don't want to talk to me. I, I wouldn't want to talk to me if I was famous. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, and the amount of, because we usually do it as like a press junket where they've had multiple on the day. Yeah. And we're like, oh, you're going to ask me about that game again. And it's, it must actually be quite boring. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine. But no real bad experiences. I've had some weird ones. Like mm. if this is, 
Shanghai was insane. So basically, there's, um, there's so little English media. Yeah, give, that, give uh, people a little bit of a background. of. Yes, like, I don't okay. want to go like, how do you start comedy? How do you end up mm. in Shanghai? But just very briefly, what were you doing in Shanghai? Um, I worked at Time Out magazine. And that's how you got to Shanghai? Yeah. So I was basically, I had no pre-existing interest in Asia, mm. China, mm. anything. But your background is journalism. Yeah. So yeah. I was like a freelance journalist, which doesn't make any money. And it still doesn't. Newsflash. <laughs> 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 um, and... Basically, I got an internet pop-up that mm. said, teach English in China. See, this and is why you should never block your pop-ups. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. I okay. must mi- be missing a lot we of must opportunities. must be missing a hell of a lot of opportunities. I have not seen a YouTube ad for years. Yeah, Mine me is, too. Yeah, yeah I have completely that, yeah. blocked. I bet you think at some point, Li Ka-Shing probably had an ad saying, like, could you come perform for me? Oh, yeah. yeah this, <laughs> this never happened. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, damn it. These pop-ups right. change your life. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. It, it came up and it said, teach English in China. I was like, I don't really want to do that. Mm. But I just randomly just Googled after seeing it, English writing jobs, China, and time out were high. Mm. and it was a lot easier for them to hire someone with experience from outside of a country mm. than most of the foreigners there already in there yeah. are, are either English teachers or like in the business world yeah. so like you can't transfer the visa so you couldn't swap from a teaching visa to a journalisty sure. or just a standard work visa so I just I emailed them I didn't hear anything and then a few months later I got an email from the former managing editor, a guy called uh, Jake Newby, who you might have met yeah. at some point, yeah. probably. And he, he he just was like, hey, are you still interested? Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so a few months later. Yeah. Man, that's what, that yeah. must hurt, though. Like, you know, they're like, they tried a whole bunch of other ones and they're like, finally, like, I fine, yeah, let's go fine, we'll get the guy far yeah. away. Yeah. yeah. Man. Well, also, because legally, we, um, you have to offer a job to a Chinese national first. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They do the same with me here. Now. Yeah. Like, I hired myself because mm. I work for myself and I hired myself, but I had to show them that why no one else can do the job mm-hmm. but me, yeah. which is pretty whack. Well, what was your reasoning? Do you remember what you said? Uh, my reasoning like, is that like... I'm, I'm unique. I'm special. Well, I, I went the easy route, which is uh, like, good luck finding someone who speaks Arabic. Yeah, exactly. But that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're probably like, yep, that makes sense. That makes sense, but also, you know... I, for legal reasons, I have to say the Arabic is needed for the job, but yeah. it's needed for with a very low percentage. Still, that what? Hey, you yeah. know what? It's it's that one percent, the the the, the hay that breaks the camel's back. You yeah, know, all that yeah, that, <laughs> exactly. one, that one big deal. Yeah, all you had to at the end of the deal after we were talking about multi million dollar deal. If you didn't say inshallah, yeah, you don't get the deal. <laughs> yeah, you know actually, that does that is how it works sometimes in like yeah. Dubai and stuff. I You're can like, understand. Yeah, you didn't like, the inshallah deal is off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you didn't call me mom with whatever the the right pronunciation of it. We can't do work yeah. with you. Like, Mahmoud with a U, not yeah, an exactly. OD, like, yeah. Oh my God, he's talking about my enemy, the competitors. You know? <laughs> he said Ahmed, not Ahmed. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, the quote wasn't respectful yeah. enough. It's yeah. over, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, okay. So the Jake messaged you. And yeah. He's like, are you still interested? And then and you're I like, yeah, like, sure. I was like, yeah, sure. So you're still doing fuck all, like just freelance I was gig. freelancing. Ten- and you were not doing any stand-up. I didn't do stand-up till I moved to Shanghai. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so... And then my dad used to work in like pharmaceuticals and he'd travel around the world. He'd been to China many times. And mm. I was like, is Shanghai cool? And he just went, yeah. <laughs> and that was, that okay. was about it. Because I, yeah. I was still young enough to like, I could go do something weird. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. And I'd lived abroad before. I'd spent some time in Australia, which is obviously a bit Fair enough. To it's China. close yeah. enough equivalent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot, lot, you, lot of Chinese people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's actually that's yeah. a good way to segue into China. It's yeah, now. yeah. Go to Australia first, kind of yeah. dip your toes in. Go, go to any other country, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I just went to Scotland and. <laughs> yeah, you're like, ah, so this is what it's going to be like. I get it, I get it. Yeah. So, time out offered you a full time job. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. To uh, do general journalism? Um, so I was just a staff writer. Right, so just do whatever, basically. Basically, whatever needs writing. Yeah. And then I... <laughs> what do you mean, basically, whatever needs writing? Utility. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. That's like job description. Whatever needs writing. Yeah. Can right. you do that? Yeah, like, Liverpool guy. I was a James Milner of journalism. I was just uh, filling <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a good... <laughs> um, yeah, just like the, the guy who just basically covers pretty much anywhere. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. basically, yeah, I was a staff writer, but then I got a bit more senior while I worked there, so I took charge of the, some of the social media and uh, editing as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Ah, okay, okay, okay. So, so you have people like journalists submitting or writers submitting to you and you're like, nah, fuck this, don't say this. Some, yeah, and oh, we had a lot of interns. So we used to right. get a lot of interns from like the international schools yeah. or the universities or so, some would come from Singapore because mm. they were like bilingual. Yeah. So, and because um, obviously I moved and I can't read Chinese because yeah. mm. I've just come from England. Yeah. So we used to get like a native speaker to check a lot of stuff before we did a proper translation but it was quite funny we had a couple of interns who like one of them like came over and he was like i really need to tell you something and i was like what is it and he just went i can't read chinese like he oh. came out to me as being illiterate yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i was like that's fine you can do something else yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. and shanghai at the time did you were you told like the rules like when you were like your briefing and stuff or introduction mm. what was it like as you know a journal a white journalist starting in shanghai what year was it um so i moved in december 2016 right okay so that was like as someone who has been there at the time for three years that was when the window is starting to shut already it felt like that because like that new year's eve was like when they closed the shelter Right, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, so yeah. Shelter I is I, one of the biggest clubs, yeah. one of the oldest clubs. Oh, in, okay. In Shanghai they too. The shelter. Like, what did the homeless do now? <laughs> there was an actual literal bomb shelter that yeah. was became a club, like a dance club, and it's yeah. been there for years and years. It was under a building. It's very cool. I'm claustrophobic, so I couldn't go there. Yeah, I went there once and I like ran away. Yeah, oh, it's intense. It it's intense. so yeah. intense. <laughs> I physically ran out. Like, here's what I did. Like shelter, there is an actual tunnel. So the the ceilings are really low. Is that what you're saying? Ceiling is super low, but there is also a tunnel to go. It's under a building. You have to go through a tunnel to get. You have to go through a tunnel. There's an actual bomb shelter. It's an actual bomb shelter from whatever the Japanese war or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a cool club, but also the first thing I did was like there was an exit, like an emergency door behind the DJ booth. I'm like, okay, just as a claustrophobic, you always look. Yeah, exactly. So I went and I'm like, if this door is good, like I would open it if I see like psychologically you're like oh okay i can just run there yeah of course nothing will happen but i will yeah. run there and i went there and that door was fake oh. that's when i went there is no door there is it's classic china yeah, it's yeah, there is an exit <laughs> sign and there is literally like it's like it looks like they a door the but, box, but it doesn't really work yeah, yeah yeah there is like a knob and then there is like i think a door is painted oh, there, it's a wall i'm like fuck this place yeah. and i just ran away and i never went back it was there. crazy it was my first night out in china i got taken there and obviously yeah. when you grow up in the west you have all these preconceived notions mm. about china yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. and i was like this is china yeah like, they took it it was all techno music everyone was just really drunk there was like there was like these nigerian dudes by the yeah. oh yeah selling coke yeah, yeah. and right i was there, like, like i was what? like what and yeah. there is like the monkey guy was there on the street, yeah, yeah, yeah on the street, yeah, yeah, yeah. like Xinjiang guy, like th- that street, uh, Yongjialu, right? I think s- like something like that. I can't oh, remember. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Yongjialu. Anyway, it's like in the French concession, it's a beautiful building. Also, in the same building, there's another club called Apartment. Mm. Uh, so shelters. Man, they 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 do not have any creativity no, with their name. No, right? <laughs> it's like what was this before shelter? Shelter. <laughs> yeah. What was this club? What was this apartment? apartment? Yeah. It's exactly. just a matter of time. Let's go to the club. Let's go to the club. No, it's called club. <laughs> like, ah, we damn. still have a lot of listeners oh, from you'd Shanghai. You see that? It felt, it felt like every 
everything there's like AI generated. You'd be yeah. walking down the street and ah, oh, that hotel it's called hotel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coffee like, shop, laundry. Every, it's like not real. Right, every venue's name is a placeholder. Yeah. That's all it is. Like, <laughs> Coffee shop, hotel. It's entrance. like that movie, the the interview. When nah. they take them around, attack, uh, take uh, South Rogan around South Korea, uh, North Korea. Oh, I haven't seen that, but yeah, 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 yeah. It's basically that. It's like long, everything is super clean and nice, yeah. but everything is just says, like is laundry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, huh. it's like it's all fake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think towards the end of the movie, he realizes everything. Yeah, like yeah. He grabs the cardboard stuff. apple. Or something. Yeah, 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 cardboard yeah. apple. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah, what was the briefing like? Oh, it was pretty self-explanatory. And also at the start, everything I wrote would get vetted by just my boss. She was right. like, don't, don't fuck this up. For us. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, it was like, obviously, here's, you already know what you can't talk about. Mm. And but also, it's Time Out Shanghai. We're writing about brunch, not politics. You're yeah. right, you're right. And it's like, here's Shanghai's most communist brunch. And it's like, <laughs> that was never a thing. So there was only a few occasions where like um, we'd get censored or told what to do. Mm. Like... Um, I remember I wrote a story about the air quality really improved, mm. but I wasn't allowed to publish it because it implied that the air quality previously Was wasn't good. Right, yeah, yeah. 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 That's funny. Wow. Yeah. That's did, pretty... did, did, other, did you hear about, like, towards the end of your stay, like, obviously things got worse mm. in that domain. What was, the, like, the scariest story that made you go, like, all right, this is not, this is going the wrong direction? Well, one of the, so this is quite sad, actually. So, like, um, even though Time Out's obviously a British publication, mm. to operate in China, you need to be underneath under a Chinese business. Mm. So we had a, we were under a publisher that was Shanghai based, mm. and then we switched because there was a Time Out Beijing as well. So we switched to a Beijing publisher, and we had to send the entire website to be um, vetted, basically. Mm. Mm. And we just had to we had a full LGBT. It was called the queer section, yeah. and we just had to delete it, right, for uh, the vetting, yeah, because apparently that's not good <laughs> yeah and that was really and it was really difficult at the time because so we had a quite because you were coming out as queer <laughs> yeah. yeah and i was yeah china's the place <laughs> um and it so it was like a it was a we had quite a small editorial team on the english side mm. and it was difficult because the other two dudes on the editorial team were both gay right and so me and the other editor and the managing editor at the times another it was an english girl mm. we just she had to like sit down and just like tell them right and it was yeah it wasn't great did they, did, but they didn't lose their jobs no 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 yeah they're just still and i think they brought that section back once the vetting was completed oh yeah, yeah. did you uh, did you work with paul johnson I met Paul. Yeah. He'd already left. I actually took Paul's job. Right, yeah, yeah, which is why I'm asking about it. So Paul was... You probably met Paul Vivek. Maybe. He's a comedian, was a comedian in Shanghai, American guy, very handsome, tall man. Uh, but he had a job which you took over. <laughs> Unnecessary extra descriptive. <laughs> yeah, so maybe, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe like, you oh, remember that, him that oh, way. Oh, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Handsome Paul. I you don't yeah. see a lot of handsome men <laughs> That's true, in yeah. Shanghai That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You don't see a lot of handsome expat men tall... I'm doing stand up. Yeah, because yeah. if you're that good looking, you probably won't need to go to yeah. China to find <laughs> the, work. Exactly. You'll probably find wherever you're at home. Right? Uh, Hence Paul why we're all an, here. Yeah. yeah. He's he's an interesting man, but he had a job, which is why I'm mentioning him. He had a job called Inside Job, like a column. I did that. Yeah, yeah. Then, so yeah. it's very cool because here's Paul's story quickly. We were running KFK, Andy and I running KFK in Kung Shanghai. Fu comedy, yeah. yeah, Kung Fu Comedy, Comedy Club in Shanghai. And this guy signs up for an open mic, which is, you know, standard. And then Did he think it was a fake name, like Paul Johnson? No, we didn't think anything, <laughs> anything of it or whatever. But like, here's when it got weird. He came to open mic with a photographer, like a videographer. Oh, it's one of those. And we are like, 
the fuck is wrong with this guy? Does yeah. he not? No, this is so douchey. Yeah. Because like you don't want like a first time open micer, and he's like he was making like weird requests like, hey, can like my videographer film me like come on stage and film me and stuff. And I think he had someone else who was also taking photos, like professional photos. Mm. And we were very annoyed. Yeah. So we already, so first of all, he's a very handsome man. Very handsome. So we were already just kind of like went like, fuck this guy. Yeah. You know, it's an automatic like human yeah, yeah. reaction. Like, what the fuck is wrong with this man? He comes in and then he has his fucking crew. It's an open mic. What are, what are you doing? So we're already annoyed at him. And just like, watching him is like, of course, we're hoping he bombs. Right? Yeah. And he, he goes up and he fucking crushes. Oh, man. He does so well. And we're like, what? The, what is happening yeah, yeah, here? Yeah, and he's like this. Yeah, exactly. Is this like a closeted comedian? Yeah. Like, is he a famous comedian? Closeted we don't know about? comedian. <laughs> yeah. Is he like a famous? Turns out he works for Time Out, and he has a. Jo- he writes for a column called Inside Job. When he goes around Shanghai, and does different jobs for for just for for to try it. Yeah. And write about it. He wrote the MTR like he was an MTR conductor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and whatever he drove a truck or cooked yeah. in a hotel or something like that. And that was just part of his job here's a twist after his first open mic he was like well this comedy thing is good and he just became a comedian oh wow he just came back and did more open mics but how did became, he how did he get so good at the first open mic did he like really he was just a really good writer uh-huh. this is the thing he's like excellent because most of his jokes are very short form jokes he doesn't yeah. really have stories yeah he just has like he fuck do you remember any of his jokes i've never seen him do comedy really like he left because um, uh, I started uh, like yeah. June 2017, I think. Yeah. So I he'd already he gone. had already left right at. But I met him when he was visiting. But we, yeah. just, I think at KFK. Yeah. But we just chatted about time out. Ah. Yeah. It's no, funny. I mean, imagine if like he'd just really liked for train driving instead. I know. Yeah. Yeah. This is the crazy <laughs> yeah, yeah. part. This, <laughs> like like, this was driver. part of his job, and he's like, "Oh shit!" And uh, clearly from the reaction, he can tell that he's very good at comedy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he just kept doing it and until it became really good and became a headliner and all of that. Mm. So yeah, did you do in the inside job? Did yeah. you do like some of the interesting stuff in Shanghai? What did I do? Um, I, I got taught to be a yoga instructor. <laughs> um, by, uh, that's already funny as like a regular yoga practitioner if i oh, see i do yoga now i oh, you do? Into it. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, the same yeah. thing oh yeah that's him oh okay yeah. okay so everyone just go go Vivek, on to google yeah. and just search for paul johnson time out and you or paul johnson live masala and you'll see him yeah okay you can, you can decide how handsome he is I suppose. yeah he's not that handsome dude like he's he's, he's very handsome mo like, just likes him yeah, that's I a mean, good headshot. Yeah, that's yeah. a good headshot. And he Yeah, but he has that typical like American slash white guy kind of like, yeah, hey. Yes, guy, yeah, yeah. I mean? Of course. And not everyone I'm just saying, like at least in comparison to For all a comedian. The, for a yeah. comedian yeah. also, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's put it this way. Basically, it's, it's if you just search for Paul Johnson, let's say uh, comedy or whatever, you'll get a few different faces, right? You'll get a few different people's faces. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you'll know which one we're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty damn obvious. Yeah. So yeah. you became a yoga instructor yeah, so, for a day. Uh, Indian dude. And you also, so you started the same thing like Paul. Like you did it for a job and then you would like it. Yeah. So um, it just... Because I played like a lot of cricket growing up, so mm. yoga is good for your back. Yeah. So actually, in Shanghai, yeah, it was a dude I played cricket with, an Indian dude who ran mm. a yoga practice somewhere really in a random. I think it might have been somewhere in Pudong actually. So right. I went and he taught me how to do all the basic. Yeah. To instruct. And you taught a class. 
um, legally I wasn't allowed to teach a class. Right. But some of the things, like um, my favorite one, I was in a band briefly, a Shanghai band called Hog Choker. If okay. You <laughs> Choker. Um, any demos? Any? Any? Can we? You can uh, find them on Spotify, probably. Hog yeah. Choker. Yeah. Hog. But then you, you like again, you just we, like practice with them, or did you do a live show? I re- did a recording. I'm on one of their albums. Fun. What were you playing? Um, so we tried to do a world record where we tried to do every song and release something in a different genre. Mm. So I did a different instrument on every track. And you can play all of them? Um, not really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could play guitar a little bit, so that fit was fine. Yeah. And then all sorts of random stuff. My favorite one is um, I had an afternoon with a witch who was a fortune teller. Whoa. What? Yeah, and she taught me how to read palms and do um, tarot cards and stuff. So okay. she's telling you the, the trade secrets, basically. Mm. And is it like... Is she, is she did all my fortunes and stuff. And let, it was like really let's boring. Just, <laughs> let's just imitate that lesson. Now she's like, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Step one. Get, make them to show you to, the, to you their palm. Okay. Yeah. Step two, touch their palm a bit. Step three, make shit up. Yeah. <laughs> she was so Step good four, at it. Step four, make, right? sure, yeah, yeah, make yeah. sure you get paid. Exactly. It was, and then, it was amazing because like um, she had this whole kind of aura of it. Mm. She really looked the palm. She, she was it? from Hong Kong, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then they know their stuff. And yeah. Um, yeah. There is a whole row here. You're still here yeah, for a Temple few Street, more hours right? yeah. on Temple Street. You can actually go and check it out. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's like a whole row, it's a whole of, row of fortune, fortune tellers. tellers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, let's see if she's there. But <laughs> I, I, I think she lives in Shanghai still. But yeah, that was really fun because she was like, "I'm a witch, but I'm a good witch." Ah. So, but she calls herself witch, not fortune teller. Are um, they both. different things? Right? Yeah, I guess she practices. She's so, like a Wiccan, or she practices witchcraft or something. So I'm not sure. Was there a cauldron? Um, unfortunately not. No, like, she did fly in on a broom, no, but um, ah. <laughs> no, she just like it was really ironic. I think I wrote this in the um, in the article. But, um, she was late and yeah. she was like I'm so sorry traffic and I was like yeah, wouldn't like, you have seen this coming yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's great exactly yeah, right there <laughs> before like because I'm obviously like I focus on Shanghai as I have lived there but we're also kind of tight on time I do want to touch on Taiwan because mm-hmm. you did the same job in Taiwan well um, as a different like a like journalism as travel well. more exactly yeah. but I want to touch on like how different it is from working from mainland and or to Taiwan province oh yeah Taiwan yeah. province oh, yeah <laughs> how dare you no that's how that's <laughs> That's what it is. What, what do you think it is? Oh, <laughs> I think whatever your listeners think. <laughs> exactly. I think whatever would let me keep my job. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. it, it, whatever people here prefer. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, when what was it like then working in Taiwan? Um, you just had you just had complete freedom to say whatever you wanted. Everything. Yeah. Basically. And how how was how weird was that for you? Well, I was only writing about like inbound tourism, really. So basically, we I, w- I got hired by this company. So I initially went there in 2018 on a Shanghai media trip where they took us around Northeast Taiwan mm. to the tourism board. Just had a load of money, and they flew in. There was like me, someone from that's, and mm. some other stuff like that. Yeah, and. Um, and we just took us around, but we stayed in like five star hotels the whole time. So <laughs> right. I was like, I don't think this is an accurate representation. Right, yeah. right. But when it got to the point where I fancied leaving Shanghai because mm. I was a bit tired of mm. all of it, mm. um, I reached out to one of the girls who worked there who I met and I just messaged her and I was like, Are there any English writing jobs in Taiwan? And she was like, Oh, we need a guy. Do you want to just come? Yeah. So then I had a meeting at the Taiwan Tourism Bureau office in Shanghai, and we didn't. We just went, "Oh yeah, you, when do you want to start?" And I was like, "What?" what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so basically, I went over and did. So it was a tourism company where pre-pandemic foreigners would come in, and we'd design bespoke tours for them. Mm. And then I'd provide, I'd write all the copy, and then I'd write articles, and you'd because they can't speak Chinese when they come in. And Taiwan has a high English level, mm. but it's not 
as English friendly as obviously Hong Kong or even mm-hmm. Shanghai to an extent. Right. Yeah. No, I remember going there and be like, yeah, this is l- like the English level is less yeah. than Shanghai, actually. Like just day to day. But you'll meet a lot of people who speak really good English. Sure. But like if you, you're going to walk into a shop, they will yeah. speak English. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when I moved out, I was like, oh, I need to get good at Chinese now, I guess. Mm. So then I started studying more properly because, you know, you have the Shanghai Chinese, which yeah. is just your day to day survival, mm. little slightly conversational taxi, whatever. Then mm. I moved to Taiwan and there was a point when I was the only foreigner in the company. So I'm just sat in a meeting in Mandarin. So I was like, I need to understand all this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Finally, no one's going to give you the leeway of like, OK, we'll let him sit here. But we know he doesn't understand anything. Yeah, just go. Mm, 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 yeah, mm, 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 mm. he likes it. Since you work for the tourist board there, uh, what how do an elevator pitch for Taiwan just convince people to go as tourists I mean you must be very good at it by now oh yeah it's honestly one of the most beautiful places in the world well let's start again so we can like record this and uh, then send it to Taiwan and yeah. maybe get sponsored all right yeah. start <laughs> It's generally one of the most beautiful places in the world because it's got a really unique, so like the center of the island is... (laughs) (laughs) You can say island. Okay. We allow it. Okay, good. Um, It's all, um, it's mountainous. Mm. So it's incredible for hiking and there's lots of different like... um, so there's, it get, some of the mountains are so high, there's snow on them, even though it's subtropical in climate. So, Mm. and then there's like a place called like Alishan which is a mountain forest so you're mm. up in the mountains but it's forest as well and then it's got beautiful beaches especially like around the south so it's mm. good for surfing and there's lots of like beach kind of tropical beach resorts and then just it's got the, the it's got a very unique culture so it's got a lot of it's very Chinese it's very Japanese but it's also got its own Taiwanese thing mm. going on so it's a very it's like a melting pot of kind of like East Asian cultures and it's got quite a big Korean influence at the moment because Korea is so popular mm. everywhere but yeah the food's incredible mm. um it's um very cheap and easy to get around you can take like the equivalent of like the the bullet train like the Gautier in in China from the top to the bottom in like less than two hours yeah and it's yeah it's just very accessible the food's amazing and it's it's beautiful yeah yeah, wow. that was okay. that was exactly seventy five seconds. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a that's a decent elevator pitch if you're going to the hundredth yeah, floor. Yeah, exactly. I don't yeah. think they like I said island. <laughs> <laughs> no island. That, that's a geographical like that's, it's that's yeah. just a description. It's correct. It's correct. Yeah, exactly. It's a very yeah. accurate. <laughs> so now, I have other opinions, but I don't want. No one cares about that. Demonetized. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want you guys, your podcast to stay up. <laughs> yeah, no, our audience also know what we, we what we mean by that. But yeah, uh, yeah. anyway, uh, so now you're back in the UK. You're mm. just like done with Asia pretty much. I mean, unfortunately, like I've been here for like three. This is like my last day. I fly out tonight. Oh, okay, okay. So like I've been here for about three weeks mm. and... I forgot how nice it is. Right. <laughs> like, like I have to go back to a UK winter as yeah. well. Like you, you were just in um, Scotland, right? So yeah, I yeah. actually met, I met Vivek at the Fringe right. for, yeah. for the first time up yeah. in Edinburgh. Mm. And, um, and that was crazy because like that was supposedly their warmer time when I was there. And I'm I like, thought it was is, nice. Yeah. And yeah. I was like going there, I'm like, dude, this is like kind of semi-hour winterish. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is our summer. I'm like, man, like I would jacket never. jacket weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I like Light jacket. <laughs> yeah, light, yeah, light jacket, yeah. yeah. But still, and I'm just like, yeah, you know what? I thought to myself, I said, as much as I hate sweating, man, this is another level. Yeah. Like, if this, if this is your summer, man, your winter would suck. You know? Yeah, so I've got that to look forward to. I have no idea how I did, like, a year and a half in Dongbei. I have no clue, genuinely. Oh, of course, I forgot I you moved did that, there yeah. when I was, like, 20-whatever, and I lived for a year and a half in one of the coldest places on Earth. And right now, I'm thinking, 
what the fuck was I thinking? Like, like if you take me right now and offer pretty much any amount of money, yeah, yeah, I'll be yeah, like, no. absolutely not. Yeah. Like, it's just like crazy. Do you move back cra- from Egypt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the contrast. The jump. <laughs> We're on like an English. It was pretty much a similar story. It's mm. like, do you want to teach English in China? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you went to university, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I was teaching at university, which is a great game. But like, the place was so cold. Now yeah. I'm thinking, like, I would not live for two weeks in a place like this. I think that's the thing. Is like, how how long ago was that? Seven um, years, eight years, uh, ten years, eleven years. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, so like, actually, ten years. Let's be very straight, man. What we could do ten years ago, there's exactly. no way in how we could yeah. do now. Yeah, and yeah. No way. Forget even can do it. Want to do? Yeah. I think the same for me, man. Like, like I was just thinking back to all the gigs and everything I've done, and like cruise ships. I'll give you an example. Cruise yeah. ships for me. Have you have you uh, been on a cruise ship before, Adam? Um, do you mean just physically? Physically or vacation or work um, or whatever. I've, I think so. Maybe yeah. It could I've be one on of like those. I've been on like overnight ferries. I don't think oh, I've yeah, been yeah, on yeah. a proper so, okay, cruise. Yeah, right. yeah. So, similar concept, yeah. right? And it's it's fun. And I remember before I'm like, oh, it's pretty cool. You'd be on a ship for a few days. You know, you do gigs and everything. And then now when I keep thinking about, it, I'm like, yeah, no, I would not want that anymore. I'm I'm sick of that because yeah. like it's the same old, same old. You get stuck with that, and like it was fun adventure. But now even if you told me I do cruise ship gigs for two weeks, I'm like, nah, nah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm done. I don't need the adventure anymore. Yeah, I'm yeah. good. Well, now the the ones that they keep building, like I see on like social media and stuff, they keep building like basically moving cities. Oh, it's crazy. When they have like, you know, four movie theaters yeah, yeah. and like a full on like like entertainment park with yeah. like a fucking roller coaster and everything. Yeah. It's like, what is happening? It's basically like people cannot afford those four hours on a plane. Mm. They're like, we want to still be in the city, but we want to get to the other place. Yeah. So figure it out. It's like, <laughs> okay, fine. I talked to a comic who'd done like cruise ship gigs. Mm. And he was like, by the end of it, you're just doing material about the ship. <laughs> he was like, hey, have you guys been up to deck three? What's the deal with deck three? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty yeah. funny. It's weird, man, because like when you're there, see, uh, as a performer, you get to also be a guest and you get to play around and go around the whole ship. And my biggest fear every single time is like, if I bomb, I can't leave my room for the next three days. Oh, no. Because <laughs> yeah. they will recognize me. I have to grow a beard yeah. fast. And yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, it looks like the guy. It's not the guy. I'm not really sure. <laughs> nah. I got put off cruise ships because, like, during the pandemic, all the stories oh, about yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, people, never. people being stuck. Like, so apparently, this girl I knew through university um, was a cruise ship worker, and uh, he just got stuck on a boat, oh like, because they weren't allowed to dock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the big so there was a big story actually that there was a cruise ship coming from Japan, I think, and it docked in northern Taiwan, and. Everyone on the boat had COVID. Right. And then like they came into Taiwan. Yeah. And that's when like Taiwan had this insane like COVID response already lined up after SARS because mm. um, they yeah. had like a really- Same like Hong Kong. Yeah. That's why Hong Kong was so yeah, yeah like severe. In 20, yeah. Is that like SARS was like really big here. Yeah, effect. yeah. Even though I looked it up actually, I think like 200 people died. It was nothing. But I think it's like, they did yeah. it. it's like per capita. It was right. quite intense. Yeah. Like, yeah. Taiwan had, they said they had like the highest mortality rate in the world, but it wasn't yeah. the most people. Right. They had right. this one hospital where they just dropped the ball basically. Sure. Yeah. So they had this pandemic plan lined up mm. and they were almost just like, we want to use it. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so this cruise ship came in and we all got like a text message with a Google map on and it showed the hotspots of where everyone had been. Mm. And it was insane. Like we had this like track and trace system like down. It was so overnight, everything became mask, temperature, check, Mm. but they got rid of it so quickly. Yeah. We lived in this like weird, over here for a while, it was kind of similar, I think as well. These living Over here took a little A little bit longer. Yeah. 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 But like living in- There there are multiple episodes in this podcast of just the two of us just bitching about it. (laughs) (laughs) We just lived in this weird- bubble 
So you were there throughout their whole COVID period, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. But you got to see it like open up as well. No, it was still closed when I left. So I left and then I couldn't come back. Uh, was that part of the reason you just stayed out? Basically. So I was originally I was going to go back to study again, but I'd end up didn't do it, not doing that. And then I was um, to go study in the UK, I mean, sure. to do a master's. But then I was like, I don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, then it would, I was still, I couldn't actually go back to Taiwan if I wanted to. Because yeah. my residency had expired as well. So I was like, I just, I live in England now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's crazy. Uh, one last thing I wanted to ask you about uh, was that you're obviously, com- we didn't touch much on stand-up comedy, which is fine. We mm. have a lot of comedian guests. Yeah. Um, you applied recently to do a show in Shanghai. Yes. And you were met with a bunch of stuff. Basically, the, the show, the application was unsuccessful at the end. Uh, well, I f- it will have been successful, but it just took so long that right. I was like, it, I, I just went, hey, let's just pull the pin out of yeah, this. Yeah, well, I, I would like to go through the details. However, I do know most of the details are not uh, appropriate for the free episode. And that's <laughs> when the Patreon comes in. <laughs> so we're going to go through that on the Patreon, patreon.com slash hohopod. We're going to talk to Adam about his application, basically uh, application to go now to do stand up in China. And what you have to go through, an amount of, well, notes that you you would get, yeah. and it's uh, pretty pretty wild. Uh, so uh, tune into the Patreon for that. And if you are already on the Patreon, thank you for the support. If you're not, we have cool bonus episodes like this every single week on Thursdays usually. If I'm late, it's Friday. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, sign up for our Patreon. It's five dollars a month. It's a really cool way to support the podcast. And uh, Adam Hopkins, thank you so much for uh, joining us. Thanks for doing the show. Thanks for having me. I'll uh, see you probably in Edinburgh. Yes, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>